So we don't do homework. We do homeschool connections. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> homeschool connections. And we put a lot of thought into it. And we don't want kids and families to have to spend their time doing rote practice of things. We don't do that in our school. So why would we ask you to do that? Hi, everybody. It's Anne. Welcome to the Highlighter Podcast. Happy to have you here. Mark is out on assignment. He's going to bring a really exciting podcast to you next week. But this week, I'm excited to introduce Kristen. She's an elementary school teacher at my son's school, New School of San Francisco. And I must say, I'm very impressed with the work that they're doing. So I apologize if this sounds like a commercial. I also apologize for the sound quality. It is recorded in a small concrete room off the hallway of an elementary school, so it is not the perfect sound quality, but I really hope you're able to listen, and you'll once you start listening, you'll kind of get used to the sound quality and focus in on the amazing work that Kristen is doing in her first grade classroom. Hi, Kristen. Thank you so much for coming on the Highlighter Podcast. Thank you for having me. So last week on the podcast, I talked about how I've taught many students who either say that they don't like reading or they've just given up on it since late elementary school, middle school, some made it to high school. Everyone says they loved reading in early elementary school. And so I thought a good follow-up to that podcast would be to talk to an elementary, early elementary school teacher and say, how do you get a reading culture so we're here. You might want to describe the school we're at because it's my son's elementary school. Mm -hmm. um, tell me here how at New School you make a reading culture. Yeah, at New School, we are an inquiry-based public charter school. So one of the great things about inquiry is it gives kids choice, which I think is really key to them enjoying reading. Like you and I don't read a book because we're forced to. We read a book because we're choosing it, we're interested in that topic, and we want to learn more or we just want to read because we like that genre of books. So why do we make our kids read one book for the whole class, even if they don't care about it? So at New School, um, you know, students are known, they know what their reading levels are, and so they, some of the books they choose are at their reading level, but within that bucket of books at their reading level, there's so many options. There's fiction, there's nonfiction, there's mysteries, there's all sorts of genres of books. So I'm going to pause you there because Johnny has mentioned to me Oh, it's Wednesday. It's my book shopping day. Mm -hmm. Tell me what book shopping is because he gets so excited about it. So each kid has a day when they can book shop and then they can also always book shop during choice time. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, they go and they shop, go through the library and they, in my class, they have to pick three books at their level. Um, so say they're reading at a level C, they have three books at level C, but it can be any genre. And then they have one just for fun, which could be any level they want. And then one... If they only chose three fiction, we encourage them to have like at least one nonfiction. You talked about going to the library. Do you have a school library, a classroom library, both? When they say they're going book shopping, where do they go? In the classroom library. And how do you get all of those books? Do you have a fund? Does the school pay for them? Do you mm -hmm. fundraise? Mm -hmm. A little bit of all of that. I personally wrote a grant on Donors Choose to mm -hmm. get a ton of books and people from my classroom, but also my friends and my family donated money and, and strangers donated money so that I could get books from my classroom when I first started teaching. And I purposely looked for diverse books that, that matched the students in my classroom and the interests that they had. You also mentioned they know their level. Mm -hmm. That's a little controversial. Tell me the thought process behind telling a student where they are 
And are you telling them grade level or something else? Even in my mind, it's controversial, and I go back and forth whether students should know their reading level or not. But in reality, in my classroom library, there's bins that are marked A through D. And so they know that they have a letter, and that's the books that they're looking for so that they can read. Their parents at New School know their kids' reading level so they can find books at their level. And I always think it's better for them to know because then they can also know where they want to get to. So all my kids in my class know their goals that, I, that we set with their parents. They know where they want to be by the end of the year. Um, and so I think moving up levels and knowing is motivating for a lot of kids. So in the end, I always end up telling them even when I try not to. Johnny knows. He knows <laughs> his level and it means something to him. And yet he, and he knows the kids that are above him. And yet it doesn't seem to phase him because yeah. my fear of telling students at a young age a level is that I could be competitive and mm -hmm. it's, you know, kids develop differently. I don't want it to be a competition, but somehow it's not. Mm -hmm. So how have you created a space where the students just understand it's where I'm at? I think it's your classroom culture. I mean, in my classroom and most all classrooms at New School, we celebrate mistakes as being marvelous, as something that you can learn from. And we are more often showing off kids who made a mistake and learned from it and changed it than we're showing off the highest kid in the class and their amazing exemplar writing or reading that they're doing. And then also, I mean, we have Fun Friday where they just read with whoever they want. Um, students have partners at their same level so they can learn together, but there's opportunities like we just had book clubs where they're all mixed levels, but they're reading about a topic that they're interested in. And so there's just a lot of opportunities for them to work with people at their level and not at their level. I'm curious, for you personally, were you always a reader growing up? Did you love books all the time? Yes. <laughs> so something was done probably right in your classroom. Mm -hmm. Were there things also done at home that caused you to be an, consider yourself a reader from a young age? I mean, I attribute that to my kindergarten teacher. Mm. She is still my favorite teacher. We're still in contact to this day. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. And she just... I, I don't really remember, I, didn't, I definitely didn't know my reading level. I think she just let us read for pleasure. Mm -hmm. And I know at new school, a bit, like one of the biggest goals of the kindergarten class specifically is just to have a culture of loving reading. And they're not as, focus, they're not as focused as like growing reading levels as we are in other grades because they just want kids to love reading. And I think that's the best thing they can do in kindergarten and to start that out. That's so helpful to hear. And I also wonder for the parents that are listening, do you find, okay, so I'll give you a story. I, when I was getting my certificate, literacy specialist certificate, I learned that students can be labeled behind their first week of kindergarten, mm -hmm. which is crazy because mm -hmm. they've never had, the, the state has never provided education, so how can they arrive behind? Mm -hmm. And I know New School doesn't do that and no one's labeled behind, but that makes me wonder, do students show up more or less prepared? Is that too simplified? If it's not too simplified, are there things that the parents did to help that student? What's, what's the backstory? Because zero to five are so crucial too. Mm -hmm. I think that parents reading with kids is the number one thing they can do mm -hmm. to prepare them for kindergarten. And kids are learning so much just from being read to by how to turn a page from you know, left to right. And um, if, if, if they get to like talk about the book as they're being read to, and if, if the parent's pointing and they can see how they're pointing and they're reading from left to right. And even when kids are reading on their own, before, you know, quote unquote reading before mm -hmm. they can actually read, but they're telling stories across the pages. And right. um, that's all reading and developing a reader. 
So I think the best thing parents can do to prepare them is just read, read with them at home and read a variety of books and see what their kids are interested in and get more books about that. And <laughs> Thank you for that, because it all, sometimes as a parent, it feels like they're, you're never doing enough. But reading books, we do. So yeah. check for that um, easy advice. You're not Johnny's teacher. Mm-hmm. He's had amazing teachers last year and this year, but... I reached out to you because I know you're getting national board certification. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little about that process and what you're getting it in. I'm getting my national board certification. Well, I'm hoping to get my national uh-huh. board certification in literacy. That leads me to the parent survey, which is why you first reached yes. out to me. So I got a parent survey and it asked me all these questions about reading and writing in the home. What yeah. did you learn? I learned a, a lot. I learned that New schoolers read a lot at home. Most were read at least four times a day, but a lot of the parents did not talk about their reading or writing with the kids at all. Mm-hmm. And if they did, a lot of the things they were doing were just really basic or they're like, yeah, well, sometimes we talk about the funny parts in the right. story. Um, so that's why I provided a bunch of resources, like um, prompts for questions that parents could ask their kids as they're reading a little bookmark and then for writing prompts that they could give them to write in a journal. Uh, I, I also sent home the kids goals that they're working on. So for both reading and writing, uh, both classes had students reflect on what they're doing well, what they've improved on, looking at their writing assessments and, or their, or just knowing how they read. And then set a goal for what they want to work on to get better, and then how they're going to set that goal. So I made copies and sent those all home. (laughs) Students assessing their own writing. Again, Mm -hmm. how do you do that without there being any shame? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we made it really first grade friendly. It was like one star, two star, three stars. Mm -hmm. And they could like color in how many stars they would give them. And I took um, the grown-up rubric that we use to grade them, and I made it all in kid-friendly language. So it's like... I mean, I could show you one. I'm curious, yeah. <laughs> but we take a picture and post it on annotations yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, and maybe you could even see Johnny's. Did, yep. did Kelly send them home? I don't think I've gotten it yet. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll ask her to do that. She, I, <laughs> if she I'm said, feeling brave, I'll post Johnny's, so that feels like a uh, going a little too far. Oh, yeah, maybe <laughs> I'll send you a blank one. <laughs> but they all, all the kids across the grade did it, and then... I tried to keep referring back to it throughout as we're learning. Remember your goal. Is this, mm-hmm. the, if this is the day that you need to work on? And it, based on my assessment of them, I put them in groups that I would pull for support based on what I thought that they needed to work on in order to um, write at a higher level, for example. But, um, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. That's all right. So <laughs> Dr. Arce, who um, is a professor at SF State and who I talked to last week, talked about how something that happens in elementary school that she wishes happened in high school was having leveled groups Mm -hmm. so that it's not mixed ability, but it's um, different abilities in different groups. And she said that that is what elementary schools often do. Yeah. Do you do that as well for uh, reading Mm -hmm. and writing and things like that? Yes. For, I I try to do um, both same level and mixed level. Mm -hmm. So for same levels, I have set groups, for example, in reading that are all at the same level. We read a book together and I can teach them skills that pe- that kids at that level need. And then they can retell the book with kids at their level and it's comfortable. And um, But then also based on each day's lesson and the evidence that I collect, 
like post-its or their writing or whatever it is that day, then I might also form strategy groups, which are kids who might be at different levels but need to work on the same skill. For example, making predictions. And we'll just pull a small group and help them work on that skill, even if they're at different reading levels. There is so much behind-the-scenes work that would go into making those groups. Mm -hmm. And I'm just assuming it would be so much harder at a school with just one teacher in the room. So Mm -hmm. it's worth mentioning New School has two teachers in every room. Yes. Have you taught before New School at a different elementary school? Yes. What is the switch from being the only teacher in the room Mm -hmm. to sharing the space? It's hard to imagine how I did it on my own. I mean, basically, it just meant kids were met with the teacher. Kids met with a teacher less. Yep. And and which is a shame, right? <laughs> um, because my co teacher and I, when when she's leading a lesson, I'm pulling a small group. Dur- maybe even during the lesson, teaching them modified learning, and then also afterwards, she's pulling multiple groups. I'm pulling multiple groups, so it means kids get less in- less intervention. At, at New School, we prioritize giving kids the most time who need the most help. Mm-hmm. But, Equity over equality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But every kid gets met with at least once a week in one form or the other. Some kids meet every single day with a teacher. That's, it's just anytime I'm in the classroom, I'm just astounded and dreamy about if I could share a room with a teacher because the collaboration and then the one-on-one work mm-hmm. with students is so wonderful. Something else that's maybe not literacy-based, but I just want to bring up because I want to know New School's thoughts on it mm-hmm. is homework. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends with kids the same age as Johnny, and there's a lot of conversations about how much homework they get. Yes. Um, and I, I think Johnny actually has less homework than any of his friends at other elementary schools. Mm-hmm. What's the thought behind that? So we don't do homework. We do homeschool connections. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> homeschool connections. And we put a lot of thought into it, and we don't want kids and families to have to spend their time doing rote practice of things. We don't do that in our school, so why would we ask you to do that? So in in our grade level, we choose three things a week, and it's usually one literacy, one numeracy, and one inquiry, and it's based on what we're learning that week. So it's, it's something that you guys can do with them at home, either like a discussion, or they could write, or they can do some problems with the things that they have at home, but it's a way for us to tell you what we're working on in class and see how your child has understood that. And we try to provide multiple ways that they can do it. So we get from parents, I've got two kids bringing in dioramas that they created to share about wow. an animal they studied, but they, they do videos. We've gotten audio files, photos. Um, they can bring in real things to share. And we never force parents to even do the three things that we gave them. Like um, if my students have gone traveling, I ask them, you know, instead write a journal of what you did or bring back an artifact and share what you learned. Um, and a lot of students just do, they, a lot of families will just share what they did that week. Like, <laughs> like Fergus counted a hundred Legos while he built the, and we're, we're like, just share it. We want to, sh- we want it to be a connection between home and school. Like, so you can share what you guys are doing with them at home and we can share what we're doing in the classroom so that we try to make it really meaningful and, give you a picture of what's happening that week. One thing that doesn't happen as far as homeschool connection is Johnny doesn't bring home books. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, has that been something, a topic of conversation? We go to the library and he'll often say, let's go see if there's more owl diaries Mm -hmm. or dragon masters because it's something he picked up here Mm -hmm. and he wants to have the next one at home or it's really popular here and he Mm -hmm. wants to get it before he can in book shopping. What's the thought behind that? 
So I, in my classroom, I let kids take books home. Okay. I encourage parents to come shop with them in the morning when they drop them off, especially students who are reading at lower levels because it's really hard to find lower level books in the library or in the store. Like those level pre-readers through level, I'd say E or F are really hard to find. So I encourage, especially I personally invited those parents to come in and go shopping and we send home books every week in my classroom with the kids who meet in small groups. So the program that we use at New School for Intervention, LLI, um, I, I, you'll have to look up what that stands for. Okay. Level <laughs> Literacy Intervention. Oh, I remember. There you go. <laughs> Level there Literacy. Um, they actually provide take-home books for kids to take home. So after I teach my small group and we've gone through that book and we've previewed it and we've read together and I've given them teaching points and they've written about it, I send it home and then they get to read it to their family at home. And the parents borrow it for a week and they come and turn it back in with their homeschool connections and then I give them new books. Got it. So that's a teacher discretion Mm -hmm. thing. Yes. I didn't know about LLI. Do you know enough to tell us about it? Yeah, I, I mean, I do it. <laughs> okay, okay, so it's not like somebody's separate job, like no. it's something teachers do. Okay, no, tell we, me what LLI is, how it fits in your classroom, mm-hmm. because I assume it's answering the question I have about students who are at a lower level, mm-hmm. because I know the philosophy is as long as everyone's growing. Mm-hmm. So I'm very curious, what do you do when someone's not growing? Yeah, well, that's what intervention is for. Mm-hmm. It's a small group intervention, and they're books at their level, and they're amazing books. They're fiction, nonfiction. They have diverse characters. They have really witty, interesting endings. The kids love them. They're super high engaging or high engagement. And so the, you get like a packet, and I can show it to you. And it has the books in it, and it has a teacher resource, and then it has the take-home books. And then each kid has a journal that they keep. And, and then they, they, all, they write or draw about the books? Yes. Mm. And so I sometimes just have them retell beginning, middle, and end, but sometimes I just let them share their, their favorite part, or based on what we're learning, I'll have them do something with the book. Um, and then they have the take-home packet where they get to take home the copy of the book. And then on the teacher resource, it, it gives you exactly what you could do. Mm-hmm. So if a new teacher could follow it, or a parent. I have parents come in and do it with kids, actually. Like volunteers <laughs> volunteer or the child's parent? parent. Volunteer parents mm-hmm. that are the children in my class. Mm-hmm. And I taught them, I trained them how to do it, and they do it in like a modified version with their kids. Is so, it an expensive programming It thing? is. Okay, yeah. got it. But it's it many boxes of books. The books and the lessons mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Because before I had that, before we had that at New School, we would spend hours printing off books from I remember volunteering and making, yes, because making you can't copies of those books. books. You know, and, and then the fact that it has options that you can use, I, ch- I change the lessons based on what I see the kids need or mm-hmm. based on, like, the running records that we do to see like what that group of kids needs. Like, for example, I did a small group for my national boards and that group I was setting their running records and thinking about like, what did they need to move up to a level? And I found Mm -hmm. that like the number one thing was that they just weren't reading all the sounds in the words. They were picking words that made sense, which is great, Mm -hmm. but they weren't the right words. They'd make too many errors. So that was the focus of the lesson. I also noticed they made mistakes with contractions. So instead of doing the word work that they had in LLI, I created a word work about contractions, teaching them what it is. I'd never taught them before, so of course they missed it, right. <laughs> you know? Well, I feel like there's no longer any sort of push toward phonics or the the kind of standard rules that you sometimes picture when you think of how people learned decades ago. Yeah. Is that true? Like, do you teach phonics here? Um... It's interwoven. Okay. We do actually have a set time that is, I guess you would call it phonics. 
is it, do you call it spelling or like what, what's the set time? We do it. We call it word work and, um, we, 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 we will do like whole class class lessons for things that we notice that are a trend in the class. Like mm-hmm. we might study the OU sound because I noticed many right. kids miss that and we'll have them practice writing words with the OU sound and, mm-hmm. and then we'll do like sight word practice and letter sounds at the beginning of the year. So we, that's kind of a word work time, mm-hmm. but it's not what you remember, like a worksheet and a workbook, right, you know, right. we don't do that. <laughs> um, the LLI mm-hmm. has been going on at this school for how long? We just got it last year, like towards the end of the year. Okay. So you have this year really to consider it a success or, or not. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious in the students, have you seen the growth that you were hoping for with the program? Yes. All right, good. My students last year, I think they grew almost two years. It was like 1.8 years or something. The average for LLI or the whole class? The whole class as an average. What? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. They use letters so much here that I didn't even know teachers knew yeah. the equivalent. Like I've done enough. I knew the equivalent yeah. of grade level, but yeah. I was curious. Okay, so you guys are aware of the grade level equivalent. And last year, 1.8 was the average for the class. That was our class average. I'm pretty sure it was similar across grade levels, but um, yeah, I, I think... And you measure that through running record? Yes. Okay. Yeah. If parents ask me, I'll tell them what grade level it is, but, and, and it's, I mean, they can look it up. Yes, it's not hard to find, and I'm not sure it's necessarily helpful. No, I don't think it is either. Except in this instant where you are using data, mm-hmm. and there's this concept of students should on average grow a mm-hmm. year. Did every student grow at least a year? Um, I, I would have to look up to you see. Yeah, I, okay. I think actually, no, I think some kids didn't meet, meet their growth goals. And what happens there? Is there fear of summer slide even more for those students? Mm-hmm. Or do you do any sort of advice for home or extra work when they come back? We're very honest with parents, mm-hmm. as I'm sure you've seen. And I provided resources for all my parents to do over the summer. And I'm like, you don't have to do this, but here are some fun games and ideas for things you could read and write with your student, um, with your child. (laughs) Um, But for parents like that especially, yeah, we try to provide them with more resources. And, I mean, I've actually modeled for parents how I read with a kid and showed them strategies. Um, And often the kids... And I think this is really terrible. Like often the kids who don't make enough growth is because they have special learning needs. And so our school is really thinking about that. Like what can we do to offer them more support? And we are, I mean, those are the kids that we're meeting with every single day. Often they're getting support from specialized service providers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. A, it's um, a problem. It's, it's nice to hear that it's not swept under the rug and like, mm-hmm. oh, it's summer, it'll be somebody else's issue, or let's mm-hmm. just cross our fingers and hope the student is in a better place next year. Yeah. So I tell the students, too, to if you don't read over the summer, that you will move down levels, you know? Right. Yeah. And I bet that motivates them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Johnny seems to not care that he's, you know, in the middle of the pack, but he does care that he's moving up. And it's really interesting. That's there what we is focus on. a jump mm-hmm. that happened. It's like been around the same mm-hmm. level, and then all of a sudden... And yeah. he's, he's reading multiple letters mm-hmm. higher and getting into chapter books, and you're like, what's happening? This is incredible. And I always thought it would be more teaching. Yeah. And it's not. It's just a lot of reading. Yeah. And then it's like his brain one day is ready, mm-hmm. and he makes this jump. And it was the same when he went from being a non-reader 
to a reader. It was yeah. like never heard him, never willing to read aloud to let's get every Mo Williams book at the library and I'm going to read them to you all today. Those are the best books ever. <laughs> they are. They were so good. Because they're like and level EF and... and and so they're for, fun. Yeah. And they're funny. And there's a plot. And you can read them together and be elephant so or piggy. Yes. I haven't done that. And I should. I love it. They're super motivating for our class for kids who are below level E or F to get to them. And they yes. always choose. I mean, so many kids love those. They always choose those for their just for fun books. And when they can get it, it's so amazing. And so I think I try to have kids set their goal not to be a reading level, but to be like a book that they want to read. Oh, I love that. Yes. We did those book collages. Mm-hmm. You probably saw. I did. Where they, they said like a book that's just right that they really love, their hope book that they want to get to by the end of the year, yes. and then just like a book that's meaningful and they could share about a special book in their family or why it's important to them. And yes. Any chapter book with a dragon or a snake on yeah. it went on, <laughs> went on Johnny's poster. So yes, I know exactly what poster you're talking about. But that's about, why I, I sent home that. that parent survey too, because I wanted to make sure the books I have are the books they're interested in. True. So it was interesting to see what you guys are reading at home. And 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 when I first started teaching first grade, I only had like three elephant piggy books and those were the most popular books. So yes. I had to order a lot more books which I never answered your question, but yes, New School does provide money where we can buy books. So classroom library and school library, mm-hmm. and students use both. And we had the librarian come from the local library to, to encourage parents to get ma- mm-hmm. library to get cards. Library cards. Mm-hmm. And some teachers are better than me at going, like Miss Kelly's one of them. She goes to the library and gets tons of books instead of using her mm-hmm. funds to do that. Yes, building a library with the library. Yes. yes. <laughs> She's much better at that. Especially when you go topic to topic mm-hmm. and it's the nonfiction topic books. That's a good idea too. But there's also, have you heard of the book project? No. There's a, quite a few of them and it's a place where anyone can go to get free books. I'm pretty sure it's called the book project, but teachers can go and get like 50 books at a time. What? So Just I've gone multiple times. You don't have times. to write a grant? And where there, is this? Please tell me right The now. one I went to is in Oakland, but I think there's one in San Francisco now. And you can just go there for free and take 50 books. And so I I know I went there last year to get books when I because I went from fifth grade to first grade. And so I didn't have a lot of lower level books. And wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna see if I can find it and put it in the put put the link in the in the podcast. Yeah. That was awesome. So you brought up that you went from fifth grade to first grade, mm-hmm. and a little nugget you've shared mm-hmm. is that kids love to read in your fifth grade class too. Yes. And again, that is less likely. Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody who didn't like reading in first grade. I've had students who by fifth grade definitely didn't like reading Mm -hmm. and were convinced it wasn't for them. Yeah. So what happens in between those years and what did you do to keep that from happening in your fifth grade class? Mm -hmm. I think just having a variety of opportunities for them to read. I think that's what it is. And I think you could do that in high school. But having choice time, (laughs) you don't have to call it that in high school, but even in fifth grade, we had days where you could just read with whoever you want or by yourself. Mm-hmm. You can choose whatever book you want, and I'm not going to tell you to read at your reading level. Right. And I think that is really important. I think having a rich library with books that that are diverse and of different interests, and every year I've gotten books based on that class and what they end up being interested in. At New School, we try to t- also tie in their inquiry projects. So right. The learning is across the curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think giving them choice is the most important thing. And I actually, in fifth grade, we did a whole class book that we read together, but I let them give me input on what they wanted to read. We read, we read the BFG. It wasn't like a forced book where they had to learn about something in history. It was a mm-hmm. book that was just fun. And then nothing's, we did like... Nothing's wrong with learning about history. Though. I know, I know, but that you know... <laughs> I know, I don't mean that. Of course I want them to learn. <laughs> 
Um, but, you know, and then we did like a reader's theater where they got to act it out and just making reading fun and, and providing many different ways of doing that. And it's one of the things that I think you guys get really well is making learning fun, mm -hmm. making reading fun, and connecting it to their life in mm -hmm. a way that Johnny continues to like school and be pushed at school. Mm -hmm. And that just feels, it feels magical to watch. And it I is. know I've had a lot of friends at, at schools with older kids that, that around third or fourth grade that goes away and, and that could totally happen to Johnny. But it just, so far at least, I've been really impressed with how this school teaches a love of learning mm -hmm. and models a love of learning and creates a culture where everyone's where they're at and yeah. we're all trying to get better. So Kristen, thank you so much for the work you do. Yes. And thank you for being on the Highlighter Podcast. You're welcome. Thank you.